Hello guys and welcome to episode 107 of the Worldwide Chelsea podcast. It's your host Matt back again and I am joined by the wonderful Wayne Maltz. Wayne, how are you doing my friend? I'm good, I'm good. Glad to be back on the channel. Uh, glad to be talking about the best team in the world. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it, we are here today to review the Chelsea women's season of season 2021 to 2022. Um, we'll also go over player of the year confirmed, our young player of the year confirmed. And then we'll go into what has been a very busy transfer window for the Chelsea women so far. Um, but we will we will get right into that right now. Um, so Wayne, obviously, overall, WSL champions, again, uh, Women's FA Cup, technically, if we're going to call it twice this season, uh, in terms of the academic year, if we're going to call it, um, but we will kind of go over both. Um, Conti Cup finalists, um, and then out in the group stage of the Champions League. Overall, it's been a bit of a, it's been mainly positive, but not perfect, would we say. Yeah, it's you're exactly right. Obviously, I think the Champions League's the ones that stings because uh, that's the only trophy we haven't won yet. Um, but another successful season for the team uh, and for the players. Uh, obviously, we'll, with rewards as well. Uh, Sam Kerr, Golden Boot, Player of the Year, everything you think of. <laughs> Um, there's some ups and downs uh, for the year, obviously we'll get into. But I, but yeah, overall it's a really good season. Yeah, it it it's been positive enough. Obviously, compared to the men's, it's been a much more positive. Um, but it has been a decent season. Obviously, lots of ups and downs because you know Chelsea is the same everywhere we go. It comes that Chelsea becoming a Chelsea fan comes with a health warning. Um, it is what it is, but we love it. We wouldn't want it any other way, um, and that's the way it goes. So, going straight into it, obviously, we started off WSL right at the start of the year into September, um, which September was an interesting month. Uh, we played, we had three results. So, we had the opening day of the season, the 3 2 defeat to Arsenal at the Emirates. Um, Beth Mead getting the winner. Um, we followed that up with a 4 0 win over Everton at Kingsmeadow and a 6 1 thrashing of Manchester United women at Lee Sports Village. Um, Wayne, obviously, opening day of the season wasn't the best match in the world, but relatively in September it was free flowing for Chelsea, wasn't it? <sighs> In terms of at least the scoreline, but does that actually depict what the month was? Mm, uh, to me, it set the season of determination. Um, Arsenal came in the league, new manager, new system, and they came into the game at, at Emirates, all guns blazing. First game on Sky, um, 
And yeah, they took it. They took the game to us. And but the thing is, what we didn't have every player back for the summer. We was getting everyone fit and ready, and we came back and we did the job. And I was pleased with with the performance, even though we lost. Then we came to Everton, the players who was missing came back was and we played really well. Uh, got the home victory, what, no, no surprise. Then Man United, everyone was springing about Man United, Mark Skinner coming in, the players they have, and we were going to find it hard to beat them. And then Hay said, no, not going to happen. I'm going to pop my marker on. We might have lost the first game, but we're the team to beat this year. And we absolutely smashed Man United. And it could have been a lot more than six. Um, and for me, goal, probably one of the goals of the season in that game with Harder. Um, the performance with a lot of players was really good. Yeah, I was just really pleased. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the opening day of the season wasn't the best of results, but obviously, looking back at it, there was the offside call, which obviously had VAR had been in, in the women's game. It would have been the draw anyway, considering obviously we had a number of players missing for the match, and with it being at the Emirates Stadium, is always kind of a little bit of an advantage to Arsenal anyway. Obviously, looking back, obviously, we won the league anyway, so it kind of doesn't matter. But would you say it was something we just had to take to almost kick us on? I think it, we had to take it so we realised we were in a fight this year. But I think, as well, <laughs> I think we need, I think it was good because he showed him, showed up how he wanted how big it was to beat us. Um, I, I can't say his name. You probably would have pronounce it easier than me. But he, he showed his... Uh, how could, not, I don't want to say it in a nasty way, but he's done this. Because he, all he did was give more eagerness and more fight to Hayes. And, that, and she makes sure the team knows the, how it's like. And... Yeah, I was just so pleased to see the result. Yeah, I think it was almost... I think naivety was probably the best word to use mm. in terms of, obviously, that was Idavell's little um, celebration, we'll call it, um, which I'm sure many Chelsea... I can imagine many Chelsea players, they, they, they probably put up a dartboard with that picture. So look at it, probably throw through darts before the match. Um and then go into every match with that kind of fighting spirit. And it, it was kind of one of the ones. Obviously, we've had relatively close tight, uh, title runs with Man City, but it was always, we were always ahead. It was known if we just win our games, we'll win. And it was kind of that way. We just, we were too good for everyone else. And we did, there was that gap. But obviously, losing the first game of the season, you put us, but. I think it's probably the first time in a few years that Chelsea FC have ever been behind properly within the title race. Um, 
and it was good to see how we would react from that. Obviously, Everton played. I think Everton was one. The scoreline was four 0 but it was almost. There were times when it didn't. It wasn't great, and then it was just great in good spells. Um, but Man United was fantastic, um, especially as you said, Mark Skinner. Normally, is hard to beat. I don't really like Mark Skinner's management. Um, when he was at Orlando, it wasn't fantastic. I didn't. Uh, it wasn't fantastic. It didn't really gel with them. Um, I think he's done okay at United, but not. I don't think he's set the world alight. Um, but yeah, we we absolutely destroyed him. Harder's goal was fantastic. I agree with you there. And it was almost a good start to the month. Obviously, October came, and that's when. For me, it was a bit. It was a bit of a shaky month. Obviously, we had uh, the first game, which was Brighton at uh, Chelsea versus Brighton, where Chelsea um, won three-one against Hope, Hope's pals Brighton, who always team, seem to turn into Barcelona whenever we play them. Obviously, it was one-nil to Brighton, and we did have to come back and fight well to get the win there. We then uh, ha- hosted the cha- our first Champions League game. Uh, against Wolfsburg, where silly mistakes, silly, silly, uncharacteristic mistakes allowed Wolfsburg to take a three-all draw, um, with Harder almost saving us in that match against a former club. We then played um, Leicester at Kings Meadow, won 2 nil. Again, I would say nothing special, just a regular match you should win against Leicester, but wasn't the best. Um, we then went to the Allianz Stadium, which was a pretty full Allianz Stadium when I remember watching it. Uh, I think they, I remember they gave the tickets away for free, and it obviously created a good atmosphere in there. Um, Chelsea beat Juventus 2-1 in that match, um, which was a good result to almost finish the month um, before what was a big international break um, before November came. Um, but what did you think? Obviously, it is kind of a t- tower two sides. Obviously, Premier League was... Results-wise, pretty decent, but we never really looked at it in October, did we? No, it was second gear uh, throughout, and there's certain players that would play in top gear got us out of the predicaments, like you said, Harder was one of them, and the other one was Cuthbert. She was, for all that month, was brilliant. Um, She was probably outstanding. I had the outstanding player of that month, if you will look at it, in Chelsea in general. She was solid in, um, and she got us the result against Juventus, if I remember rightly as well. She, but we're going to have the peaks and troughs in football, um, in any type of football. You have your peaks and troughs for the season. Um, unfortunately, that was our trough. <laughs> we were going down. Um, quite poorly, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in terms of, especially more the the Wolfsburg game, it was almost like some fans were almost, dare I say it, questioning Emma Hayes in terms of the whole back three formation that we were kind of shifted in at the beginning of the season. Um, obviously, in Arsenal, there were vulnerabilities that were shown um the brighton goal was a clear kind of vulnerability that was shown um by a couple of players and i think jess carter was almost the scapegoat a little bit within that period of time but um it was almost that 
transition you need but obviously what I think everyone was kind of pointing out is well in the women's game you can't lose two or three matches and then get up to gear because you could be just left behind um at that point was you doubting Emma Hayes at all or did you always think it was going to come through anyway I never doubt Emma Hayes she's she's too experienced and been a, such as a brilliant manager for Chelsea, I would never second guess her opinions. Um, I knew she would come good. Um, for some reason, we weren't at it, and I think maybe we did pre season was late and we weren't as um, up, up, to, up to the same scratch as other teams around us, but. We, we end up being the right thing anyway, as we know in the season that what happened. So, yeah, definitely. Obviously, as we kind of mentioned, obviously the Wolfsburg game, it was just, it wasn't even more formation at that point. It was just silly mistakes, weren't it? it was so, would you would you describe that game as uncharacteristic for Chelsea? Very. Um, that's when we realised we had issues in the back. Um, and we had to sort something out and I didn't know where we was going to sort it out I didn't know what to do um, it was just un- un-Chelsea like in a massive way but I'm just glad we did- it didn't last for too long yeah definitely I mean I think after after the Wolves but after that kind of month of October we did for the rest of the year, bar the other Wolfsburg game, which we will get into uh, in a little bit, we were relatively okay. We 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 we, we kind of shut it up. Um, as we'll get into now, obviously the month of November. Um, Chelsea started off the month of November, going to the Bank Stadium, uh, beating Aston Villa one nil. Obviously, Aston Villa are a tough team. Um, Arsenal dropped points against them. Um, so it was a it was it was one of them teams that were hard playing hard to beat and we we managed to get the result. We then played uh Civet w- women uh at the Stade de Geneva, uh <laughs> beating them seven nil. Um which was followed up by a fantastic four nil win against uh Manchester City at the Academy Stadium. Obviously, to put a little bit of context in, they did have their third choice goalkeeper who let's just say wasn't the best in best goalkeeper around um, but nonetheless a very good result against Manchester City we then followed up by hosting Servette at home beating them only 1-0 which was a bit of a weird game to say the least I remember but then we followed it up with a 5-0 win against the, the typical 5-0 thrashing against Birmingham City um, at Kings Meadow uh, to wrap up November obviously goals 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 and in the whole month, not a single goal conceded. So it seemed like we cleared up all the defensive issues, didn't we, at that point? In a way, but we didn't play anyone that tested us. Um, you could say Man City, but if we're going to be honest, Man City didn't test us because they didn't have majority of the players without injuries. And yeah, uh, I remember it was just it was just hemp and hemp on our own, and that was it. Yeah, so we were very fortunate. So it was a bit of a smokescreen, but it was a good week, week uh, good month to have. Definitely, definitely. Um, obviously, 
you had kind of Savet. They weren't a very good team. Almost they were making up the numbers. Um, and they were the whipping boys, well, the whipping women of the Champions, our Champions League group. Um, obviously, 7-0 was a great result, but I still don't know what happened in the other match. Only 1-0. Um, Wayne, could you, could you kind of go back and explain how that match happened? I'm glad you've got me doing this one. Um, it's just weird. That was very defensive. And we found it hard breaking them down. Um, it's just one of those games where unfortunately happens. We've had a few this season and when they get defensive and we can't do anything about it, it's what it is. But I'm just glad we got a uh, the result and got the win, not the not the other way around. Yeah. I mean obviously they even up for Arguably, towards the portion of the end, they did they did um, ha- go down to ten men as well, and we still couldn't get uh, a second goal. Um, but thankfully, Sam Kerr, being Sam Kerr, usually um, well, she gets the gets the goals when you need it uh, to get us that win. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, with the Champions League, it didn't mean anything thanks to other results. But uh, yeah, it, it stopped us from being a bit embarrassed in the Champions League, um, and obviously finishing it up. Birmingham City, usual five nil. The usual thing that happens when Chelsea play Birmingham, isn't it? Just nice little big scoreline. Yeah, well, fortunately, Birmingham has not been as strong as they was before, um, and we just of late just had a good week. It was a round of results against them, and it, we did that in the same time. We had a good result, and we had a good team performance. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Birmingham City, in terms of how the women's team is being run at the moment, we know that there are problems. They're almost run like they're nothing, um, which is unfortunate. Um, so, in a way, in respect to the Birmingham owners, they deserve every every fraction they got. Um, obviously, the fans, it's unfortunate for them, but... Unfortunately, well, to be fair, for Birmingham, there's not many of them around, um, which is unfortunate. But hopefully, we now they're relegated. We've got Liverpool back in the big time. Um, we can have more women's clubs that actually focus on their women's teams rather than not. Um, but obviously, moving into December, and it wasn't a good month, December. Um, we can say that to the least. Obviously, only three games, thankfully, um, in this month. But none of them turned out any good. Obviously, we hosted Juventus at the King's Meadow. And my God, we didn't score. How we didn't score, I don't know. And in the grand scheme of the way the group stage, how goal difference doesn't really make much of a difference. Um, This was actually the result that knocked us out in the end. Um, Drawing against Juventus, 0-0. Couldn't get a goal. We then went to... (sighs) What I would say, one of the most funniest stadium names, the Select Car Leasing Stadium. Thank you for sponsors, uh, sponsoring stupid stadium names. Uh, we placed Reading Women and Reading beat us 1 0, which was, I remember, a goddamn awful result. I hated that game. Uh, I couldn't stand that game. First game of the, uh, of the weekend, and it was horrible. Um, and I remember Emma Hayes was very frustrated for that. And then we thought, oh, it can't get any worse. 
but we go up to the AOK Stadium at Wolfsburg and we got pumped 4 0 and we got knocked out of the Champions League. Um, obviously, but, but. But that game, we have, was a bit of an issue. Yeah, well, well, yeah, we, uh, obviously, there were COVID related issues in that match. Not that it excuses too much a 4 0 fashion, but. Um, there were obviously issues. Um, obviously, the big the, the big thing in this month was getting knocked out of the Champions League group stage um, after being finalists the year before. Wayne, was this a big disappointment for Chelsea women um, to not get? I know the group. I know we had a very tough group in Juventus and Wolfsburg. We know we've had trouble with Wolfsburg historically in the past, but. Was this a really disappointing campaign for Chelsea? In the Champions League, it was, fortunately. Because that's the only one that we're waiting to win now. And we won't be known as one of the best teams in the world in a women's game. We need to win that competition. Um, we haven't done it. And we had a poor show in. That's why when we go into it later on, some of the signings we've made, I think... That's one of the reasons why we've done it. Because it's got it can't happen again. We've got if we want to win the big one, we've got to have better performance in the back. Yeah, I mean I do I did get some people that were mentioning were we last year a bit more fortunate with the campaign to get to the Champions League final and maybe was that kind of an overestimate of what we could do. I, I I would disagree with that to a point. I think while there is always a bit of luck in football, I think we are one of the best teams in um, the Champions League. I think obviously Lyon, current champions, Barcelona, last year's champions. I would say they are two teams that could potentially be better than us, but we can still beat them on the day. Um, Wolfsburg are very good. I do think, however, PSG are not too much I, I think we can handle them and have every other team so I think we should be we, we while maybe we shouldn't be getting in the final each year we should be getting out of the Champions League group stages shouldn't we yeah well if you look at our front line it's probably the most attacking threaded front line in the women's game right now and you, if, I don't know if you disagree or agree with that but that's what I, how I feel but it's the defensive what we were thought would be quite strong, we haven't been. If we get that strong enough, we're going to be the threat. We are, I think that's the problem. We get our defensive stronger, we're the threat. Yeah, I do think we were light in midfield a little bit as well. Obviously, we had obviously Lawyer Poles during the season. Uh, she is now pregnant, so obviously, she's left us. Uh, she also had cut she also was one of the COVID casualties in this time. Um you've had Drew Spence coming in and out, G coming in and out, um Ingle coming in and out. But there's not the, 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 even now like we've we obviously we will talk about the new signings in a in a little bit um that are have come in and will definitely improve us. But we still almost there is still almost that gap in between in that midfield at the moment, which funny enough seems to be in the men's and the women's so I think someone in the club just need, we just need to bring in someone that knows what a defensive midfielder is so we can get one in, please. For either team would be nice. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Obviously, the Wolfsburg one was disappointing. The Juventus one was disappointing. But 
that Reading game, Wayne, how frustrating was that? More than frustrating to watch. I was like, am I watching the same team? I was just, whoa. It's just, nah, I just, it's like, you could describe the game. It was just so frustrating. Watch it. Yeah. Obviously, we had um, issues brewing. Obviously, we did find out for the Wolfsburg game there were COVID issues, which I imagine were in in the offerings of the Reading game as well. But I think that was one of the first times that I've seen Emma Hayes very angry. I've seen her annoyed and frustrated, but angry. That I was, you almost looked at her and thought, "Whoa, you don't want, want to miss, mess with Emma Hayes right now." And I can imagine, I wouldn't want to be. I would love to have been a fly in that dressing room, at full time to see her reaction with the players. You wouldn't be a fly in that room because you probably things be chucked at you. Won't be able to uh, listen anymore. No, you'd be a dead fly. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was uh, a very frustrating month. Um, what it was it was not the best Christmas present for Chelsea women at all. Um, but thankfully, we were inadvertently we did get a massive break thanks to COVID. Obviously, there is a little bit of a break uh, for the women's sides in the winter, but we end up getting a much more extended break um, thanks to COVID. Sam Kirby in, in Asia, which obviously triggered certain managers because we they oh, thought yeah. that that meant that we were saving Sam Kerr and saving the league games for when she was back, but. Nope, there was about 16 other cases of COVID that were going on at the time. Well, we had like one player on the bench. Huh? G as well. Yeah, G as well. So we we didn't have much of a squad, um, but we did eventually get going in the Conti Cup quarterfinals um, where we faced West Ham um, at the Chigwell Construction Stadium, beating them 4-2 in the quarterfinals. Um, I do remember that was the match where there was that homophobic abuse laid at harder by the West Ham fans, but thankfully it was sorted out by the West Ham fans at the same time for chucking that guy out. So that was almost a bit of a pos- not positive, but positive in the way it was dealt by fans of their own club. Um, we then drew nil-nil against Brighton. Uh, again, Brighton suddenly becoming Barcelona. Um, Maria Letizia. Uh, was a gr- great player for them uh, at the time, um, keeping Chelsea out. Um, we then played West Ham at Kings Meadow in the league, beating them 2 0 to almost nearly finish January off. Uh, but we did have Aston Villa in the cup in Aston Villa, where we beat them 3 1 uh, to round off with an unbeaten January, which, considering how December went, it's better than, be- better than we could hope. Um, what did you think of the January period? Obviously, it was a lot of waiting for players to come back, trying to get through matches, and there were matches where we had one or two people on the bench, wasn't we? So it was a bit hard. But do you think that was good enough to get through? Cup matches were done okay, unbeaten in the league? I think we did a really good job. I think players, experienced players, stood up um, like harder. She had an absolute smashing uh January. Um she did really well for us. Um but it just takes how the mentally strong we the team was at the time with or what we was dealing with. 
and we're still coming out and giving it all and getting the results we needed. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was obviously hard um, coming into it. Um, we did also make a January signing um, in this window with Alsu Abdelina uh, coming in from Russia. Um, obviously, we were kind of, obviously, she did play, end up getting thrown into it a little bit um, with the amount of game time she got overall in that second half of the season, which was. With Emma Hayes, you usually expect that some of the signings that come in, unless they're first team, first team, normally take a time to come in. But was you impressed with Alcy Adelina when you saw her on the pitch? I've, my jewelry is still out of her at the moment. I was not convinced. Okay. I, I, mean, I thought, considering I didn't expect her to play at all in that second half of the season, I did look at it and go, well, that's a signing for future not for now so i think she did okay for what she did i don't think there was there was bits she did good bits she did bad and obviously it didn't help that the whole ukraine russia thing happened which obviously mustn't in her cases mustn't have been great for her and because obviously there are plenty of views that are taken by both sides and despite her being um, on what you would say the Russian side, um, there must have been lots of thoughts going through her mind of what potential abuse she thinks she might have caught from certain fans because it only takes one fan to start it off and then it all goes. Um, but yeah, I think it was a decent enough start for her. Obviously, she's got to push on. Um, and now with all the, the new sign-ins that we do have, she's really got to push on uh, to keep a place. But... I'm sure with Emma Hayes, she knows what she's doing. Um, and she knows what to get, how to get the best out of her. Um, but obviously, kind of going into January, obviously you've had um, cup matches, all good. Um, but that it was that Brighton one again that kind of just let us down again, didn't it? It's what she, the Brighton we've always had hard games with. We've no. Remember rightly last season as well, we had lost, and when we did beat him, it was only a one-nil victory as well. So, yeah, it was the it was the only match that it was the only match we lost all season was Brighton. I think it was two-one in the end. So yeah, we lost two-one, and then we beat him one-nil at home. If I remember rightly, mm-hmm. um, so we've always found it hard. There's one of the teams that always. Uh, the, like, I wouldn't say a bogey side, but they always give us the hardest games. So yeah, I, I I always make the joke that Hope Powell, uh, she's a, she seems to be Emma Hayes' kryptonite at the moment. Uh, seems that when Hope Powell can be just far average against everyone, but as soon as Chelsea comes along and Emma Hayes, she knows how to get her game right up and how to try and counteract Emma a little bit. But obviously, we we we. We managed to get the draw, and obviously there was circumstances. I think in the Brighton game we had like two or three players on the bench, so it's not a surprise that we do struggle a little bit in that way um, with the game time that we had playing West Ham only a couple of days before um, and playing West Ham again a couple of days after. So busy one of schedules when you've not got half a team, but it is what it is, and we got through it reasonably unscathed. Um, Moving on into February, um, 
was again we had the FA Cup, uh, not FA Cup, the Conti Cup semi-finals um, hosting Manchester United at Kings Meadow, with Chelsea uh, being three-one victors. Uh, this was then followed up by two very tough matches in the Super League. Uh, Chelsea facing Manchester City women, beating them 1-0. And then Chelsea playing out a vital 0-0 draw against Arsenal women, um, which there was a certain decision that we will kind of remind ourselves of uh, in a little bit uh, to show how annoying that was for us. Um, obviously... Then we again played Chelsea. Uh, we played Leicester City um, to finish up the month of February in the FA Cup fifth round and run out seven nil rights um, to kind of make up for not scoring many goals against Arsenal and Manchester City. Um, Wayne, it was obviously again a pretty positive month, unbeaten again um, in the month of February. Um, the Arsenal game being a draw, but in the end of the day, it was actually a very positive draw because it kept us, it kept it almost in our own hands again, didn't it? Yeah, it's, it's hard, really. It's, it's one of those games, if I remember rightly, we've made a lot of attention on it. Um, I've just gone over that month, we was unbeaten again, um, so being solid. Uh, it weren't getting easier, uh, if I remember rightly. It was, there was a lot of question marks over us at the time. Um, if we was able to get it through the line this time, but and then uh, the manager who we love <laughs> started questioning Sam Kerr and reason why she was the games are in hand and all that again. It's, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a good month. It was a good month for us. Definitely, definitely. Obviously, it could have been it could have been even better for us had the re- uh, the referee made a good decision in that match. It was that kind of blatant handball by Leah Williamson, which I remember looking at it and I was like, how has this not been given? Um, it was one of the blatant ones right at the end of the game, which, if, quite frankly... You get that penalty, we score, there's a minute left of the game. That's Chelsea 1-0 and we wouldn't have to go through them final game antics that we had to do at the end of the month, uh, at the end of May. Um, but looking back at that decision, are you too annoyed about that decision or now we've won the league anyway, it doesn't matter? <laughs> you know, one league, it doesn't matter in my opinion. What I've done. Yeah, that's yeah, fair maybe. enough. Obviously, again, Cup matches. We had two cup matches in that month. Um, Chelsea women beating Man United women 3-1 to lock up a tie with Manchester City in the final. Um, was that a good result for you um, in that game? It was obviously not the 6-1 that we had before, um, but it was almost one that we kind of sealed in the first half, weren't it? And then just playing out the second half um, as calm as we did, didn't we? Yeah, it's just a nice, solid performance that we needed. Um, and certain players have come up with the goals when we needed them. Definitely. Um, and then the other match, well, we kind of, I think we kind of showed Leicester City 
what it takes to be in the women's super league. Um, obviously, it was the cup, but um, we did we did give them a bit of a humbling with that seven nil thrashing, didn't we? And it was finally the first game since kind of the COVID issues that we finally looked and gone, well, this is Chelsea. This is Chelsea women that are back fully firing. Yeah, and uh, it was a good result. Um, but it weren't as good as the result we'll talk about soon, I presume. But it was a good enough result and uh, put guys through to the next round. Yeah, and obviously there was other results, even against Leicester, that were better than that. Uh, would you believe? Um, but poor Leicester, I, I assume they don't want to face us next season uh, with the way the fixtures have gone this season. Um, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it was a positive month of February. Um, you'd think we'd take that into March and go and get our first, well, what would have been our second cup final victory of that year with the other FA Cup where we'd beat Arsenal 3 0. Um, but it wasn't to be. Um, playing Manchester City uh, at the Cherry Reds record stadium. Um, we lost 3 1. Um, notably, mistakes from burger that kind of cost us but we didn't we didn't look we didn't look at it at all in that game did we no it's strange that we didn't get out of second year um it was a strange performance uh yeah i just didn't know what to say about the final bill because i was a bit disappointed but it was just strange watch us suffering yeah and obviously it was the thing is, what annoyed me was you go from all right, Leicester, Leicester City are not of the quality, but you go from a 7-0 victory against Leicester and then you can't get out of second gear for the next match in a cup final. That was a part that very much frustrated me. Um, obviously, the thing is, it is Manchester City. Manchester City were back from their injury struggles relatively. Obviously, they still had problems with Steph Horton and that, but relatively, they had a squad fit for the final um, and unfortunately Man City is a team if you're not in first gear if you're not if you're not coming out of second gear into third you're you're going to get punished aren't you yeah and we got punished uh, big time yeah it was a bit heartbreaking in the end but uh, especially since the uh, other Carabao Cup the Carabao Cup final in the men's didn't go well either it was kind of a a bit of a sore week, uh, week for Chelsea in that respect, um, but it was what it is, what it was. Um, but we did, we did come back from that in very good fashion, uh, in the typical Emma Hayes way of fighting back um, and proving yourself on the pitch, doing your talking on the pitch. Um, we went and beat West Ham four-one at the Chigwell Construction Stadium, uh, which was followed by a, again another one-nil win over Aston Villa, who fought very hard. Um, for the victory. Um, this was then followed by a 3-0 Chelsea win against Everton uh, at the Walton Hall Park Stadium, um, followed by our usual thrashing of Birmingham City uh, women. That was in the FA Cup quarterfinals at Kings Meadow. And then here was probably match of the season, 9-0 um, victory, uh, Chelsea running right in the first 11 minutes. Um, to absolutely obliterate Leicester City at the King Power Stadium uh, to finish off March in absolute style. Um, Wayne, we'll kind of go straight to the 9-0 because that is the one everyone wants to, wants to talk about. 
Looking back, can well, you still can you still contemplate that match or just how quickly everything happens all at once? I just think we just showed our, our power, our strength in the, in the side. I think you look at, I think if you were going to, in that guy in whole of March, go away and was in a different level. Um, I think we're both going to that she's just took her, she up to gear to another level. Uh, scored some really good goals throughout the month. Um, Set up some very good opportunities, and we just looked very, very, very uh, solid. And to tip it all off with the nine 0 was uh, Lauren James getting her first goal for Chelsea was a big thing. Yeah, obviously, Lauren in general. Obviously, we won't go into too much criticism of her, but she had she's had her struggles on and off the pitch for injury reasons, personal reasons, other reasons as such. It hasn't been the best debut season, has it, for her? No, but it's one of those things, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll be uh, show how uh, quality now coming up this this year, and um, it just makes her more determined. I think. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's it's one of those things. Obviously, we know the talent she has, and obviously, I think the problem is with her as well naturally unfortunately it did bring that kind of she's reese james's sister naturally a lot of the uh fans that are fans only of the chelsea men's team uh finally was like oh reese james's sister let's go watch her and then you see the kind of almost the naive abuse of people that don't know women's football that just go on at her because she's as I, as I would say, she's known as Reese James's sister, not as the footballer she is, which is very unfair, ain't it? Yeah, unfortunately. But it is what it is. I think she'll hopefully come back strong. Obviously, she's got a lot of she's got she's got a lot of people to compete with, but I'm sure she'll come back strong in this season, and she'll prove to be a vital member of the team, especially now. Cuthbert almost is moving into midfield. That does open up. And an opportunity for her up front uh, to get in. Um, obviously, other results we there were some other thrashings. Obviously, the usual Birmingham thrashing in the quarterfinal. Um, I think for us that was kind of just standard. Um, but we did we did beat three nil Everton three nil away as well. Um, that was a good match, wasn't it? Uh, Kerr Wrighton another good goal from her Kerr and Cuthbert sealing the deal. It was very good, wasn't it? Very yeah, really good, Cuthbert. Obviously, from you know my feelings with Cuthbert, and she's just getting better and better. And right, and I think as well, and just yeah, just a very good, solid team performance. Yeah, it was very decent um, for Chelsea. Um, fantastic performance. Um, but I mean, in terms of the fashions, it didn't stop there, did it? Obviously, we had we hosted Reading in April at Kings Meadow. Um, which was a match we were all kind of fearing because of how December went, and we thought, oh, how are they going to react to this? Uh, and, yeah, well, they reacted in a fantastic way uh, with England scoring two, Kerr scoring two, and Fleming scoring one to make it 5-0, um, and very much right in the wrongs of um, 
the first the first league match uh, at the uh, Reading Stadium. I don't even remember what the sponsor was for their stadium now. Um, we then moved on to the FA Cup semi-finals um, facing Arsenal. Um, and really sticking it in the oars of Idaville, beating them 2-0 uh, to reach the final and face Manchester City yet again. Um, we then had, finally, our double header, which was an absolute eternity to play these two matches, was the double header against Tottenham, um, which, for people who don't really watch the women's and are listening to this one for the first time uh, to get up to date with the season, it was cancelled by COVID, then COVID, then COVID again, and then COVID again. So uh, we finally did get these matches underway. Uh, within the space of four days, we beat. Uh, we first went to the Hive Stadium in Barnet uh, and beat Tottenham 3-1, uh, and then followed up with a 2-1 win at Kings Meadow um, in the league to almost really put ourselves in that pole position for the title, um, going into what would, would have been a tough three games in May. Um, Obviously, we'll kind of speak about the Tottenham double at first. Um, obviously, it took us time to actually face Tottenham um, in the season, but it was a ve- it was two very important games for us, weren't it? Because Tottenham getting the draw against Arsenal uh, earlier in the season, and they were proving to be potentially a big banana skin for us, wasn't it? Yeah, they look like very good performances for the season. Those up there all. Always uh, challenging with the man, with Man United, the Man City. Um, so it was always going to be a tough game, and we um, we got through them uh, on a tough pitch as well. But if I remember rightly, um, but it was a good result. Uh, there's not a lot we can say really because it's just Emma Hayes and Chelsea doing what they do best. The pressure's been put on them. They come out the other end. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of proving that we would we were very strong um, in that aspect, and we were really motivated to win. Um, and it did kind of show. I think at that point, you I think Arsenal probably looked at that and went, "We're still in it, but Chelsea are going all the way because that." The men- you saw the mentality was there, and they weren't the easiest of games. Tottenham did put up a good fight in both the games, um, and it could have gone either way at times. But we really showed our bottle um, and our champions. That was, I think that was the first main time we saw that kind of champion spirit from the team, didn't we? Yeah, that's that's for sure. And I think you saw certain players stepped up uh, with performances. Um, and then some wonderful goals as well with Fleming scoring a beautiful goal at the Hive. So, yeah, it was a really good performance. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Reading match as well at the first um, game of the month. We really um, took revenge on Reading, didn't we? Uh, I think we really came out with a vengeance that game in December, didn't we? But, yeah, I think they all knew they had to do the performance to uh, get wrong the wrong uh, wrong what happened before, uh, I think MAs reminded them, um, and it's a very solid performance. Yeah, I think I remember. I think it was 
Cuthbert and Harder were mentioning before the game as well that the players knew after that Reading result they didn't need to be told by Emma how bad they were uh, and I think they said they knew going into that game that they really had to put on a performance and show what they had to do uh, and what they had which they did really um, and in emphatic fashion I remember watching it on Sky and it was wonderful despite the very average Sky commentary uh, that was on that season. Um, I'm sure Sky will improve as they go through, uh, but they they, they, they they weren't the best this season at times. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, we're happy to have them anyway because it brings a lot more money into the women's game. Um, obviously, again, the semi-final. Um, what I remember was an OK f- first-half performance, but wasn't the best from either side. But we really, in the second half, Pull it to Arsenal, didn't we? Obviously, with Wrighton. I think it was Wrighton and G that scored the goals. Yeah, and G, what are G, G, G? If she wanted to go off with a style, she made sure she went out with a style. That performance she played, she did, and that goal, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic from her. Um, it, it really kind of pushed us on it. Again, it was another one of them games where I know it's a different competition, but it really just did stick stick it at Arsenal and almost put them down saying, well, we are better than you. Um, that result at the beginning of the season was a fluke and that we are the better team um, and that you are second rate, you're second best, um, which they turned out to be because obviously they, they finished the season with their... with all, all they All they had was their celebration and their their trophy for winning against Chelsea at the beginning of the season. That's all they've got uh, in their cabinet at the moment. Uh, Idevel's probably got a little uh, trophy with him on his knees, uh, giving it all. That's probably the trophy they've got uh, sitting in the cabinet because otherwise it's going to be empty and full of cobwebs. Um, But yeah, it was an interesting month for them. It led us into three games of the season left in May, which were... They were all tough matches in their own way. Um, Birmingham, um, which, if we think about the difference between Chelsea and Arsenal, was that Birmingham result where they beat Arsenal, managed to lose to them. Um, surprisingly, of all teams to lose to, it was Birmingham City. Um, that shows Idavell that you've got to be up, up for every game um, and kind of kicks of that naivety. Um, but Chelsea did finally managed to get through it. We, we beat them one new. It wasn't the typical thrashing, um, but I think the pressure was on and you could tell the pressure was on. Um, so we beat them one nil. Then for the final game of the season, we took a trip to Manchester United women. Oh, sorry, no. Manchester United women come to Kings Meadow. Sorry, uh, got that wrong. Um, while Arsenal, I think, played West Ham, um, which obviously we had the harder of the matches, but at the same time, it was all in our hands and obviously we, we've spoke about this game enough so I'm not going to go into it in too much detail but what a game of emotions um, the final day always does bring up some drama doesn't it oh yeah all I'm going to say is Sam Kerr what have you done Sam Kerr oh that goal oh what a that, Sam Kerr, I mean, what, what can we say about her? The, the, she's such a... I mean, I'm not going to say she's just a moments player because that, that, would, that would put her down. But 
she always turns up in them big moments, doesn't she? She also knew after that first half that she wasn't doing the job for Chelsea and she just turned up and that second the score that goal on the left body was good. It was really, really good. But then she just went, right, no, I'm gonna outdo that now. And she and she just did it in the only way she knew how. Oh, it's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean it was definitely I'd say well, I I, I would put it as my goal of the season. Um but there are many other contenders for goal of the season, but most of them probably are filled by her because she's that good um, and she's had that many good moments um, in the season. But she really was the player that kind of drove us over the line in the end, um, which is what you expect from your big strikers. Obviously, we did have harder. Uh, we you we always see, I think we always seem to forget to mention. I mean, Idabel talks about we. Uh, waiting for Sam Kerr to come back, but we missed harder for, what, two months? Two, nearly three months in the end. Kirby obviously had her health issues as well towards the end, so we were missing some of our bigger players, um, but yeah, Kerr was there to step up and really drive it home for Chelsea, weren't she? Yeah, she's she led the attack brilliantly. And uh, it's, I don't think I think we've said so much about it, so I don't know if I can say more. She's just an absolute smashing player for us. Yeah, I don't think there's words to describe how good Sam Kerr is without just showing that goal, if I'm honest. I think that just sums it up. Um, and sometimes you wish some of the men would take some opportunities like that, but it is what it is. Um, we'll just have to deal with lack of finishing within the men's. Um, we did have one more game before the end of the season, uh, which was the FA Cup final at Wembley. The day after the heartbreak at Liverpool, um, Chelsea versus Manchester City. Was it going to be Conte Cup final all over again? Or was it going to be Chelsea lifting that trophy? And thankfully, it was the latter and not the former. Chelsea winning 3-2 with, of course, Sam Kerr, being Sam Kerr, getting the goal in extra time to win it after her first goal and a fantastic goal from Cuthbert uh, in the second half, which arguably as well is in contender for goal of the season as well. Um, Wayne, obviously this is a game that we've most recently spoke about, so again, we won't go on to it too much detail, but the raw emotions of that game, it was phenomenal, weren't it? Yes. Obviously, especially after the day after what happened, I was just pleased. Uh, I saw the game and the women just proving why Chelsea were great. Oh, just I, I, I can't get into it talk about it anymore because I think I've said it most last time, but I'm just so pleased with the performance and how the team performed. Yeah, definitely. It was fantastic. And obviously that, that did give us almost a very weird record um, to have. We were the only team in history to win two FA Cups in the same year, technically, because, you know, COVID uh, delayed last year's what final to this season where we beat Arsenal, obviously, 3-0. Um, so I think that's one for the uh, pub quiz questions, ain't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think I'll definitely be putting my, uh, that in my Christmas quiz uh, this winter. Um, for 
see if anyone can get it. Um, but fantastic individual achievement and what was a third trophy for Chelsea w- women that season. Um, obviously, as we mentioned, it was a bit of a mixed bag. We would have loved to have won the Conte Cup. We would have loved to have, if not, obviously we would love to have won the Champions League, but I think we would have wanted a, a better progression, at least challenge for it. Um, but overall, if you was to rate the season out of 10, how would you rate the women's season? Seven. Seven, yeah. Um, and what what do you think in terms of the Obviously, we'll mention, obviously, we've got some sign-ins in, so we're kind of speaking at this from a bit more positiveness because we've already got some signings to improve the areas. But where do you think Chelsea really need to improve next season to make this season next season perfect? Uh, we've done... I'll go into some of the signings uh, in the back line. We've really sorted that out. I think we might need another left-back. Um, and I think we might need some central midfielders. But other than that, I think we're all good. Yeah, we have seemed to have sorted out that um, midfield, at least for the time being. Uh, sorry, the defence for the time being. Um, we do need that midfield. I think the mid. I mean, while the defence, I have felt have always been there. We almost did need that difference, that different players and depth and that. Um, I did feel the midfield was the the main area where we we struggled a little bit. Um, and we needed we, we almost do need that someone to screen the defence a little bit I think Sophie Ingle does a reasonably good job at it I think when you don't have Ingle in the midfield it is almost a bit of a struggle uh, especially now Lawyer Pole's missing um, I think G now G and Spence have gone so we, we do we are almost lacklustre in that position I, I don't think I think Chelsea some people said are oh, I'm happy if the business is done now and we've just we just go into the season we've got we've got but do you think we do look a bit lightweight in that midfield now just in terms of not even just talent but numbers I mean it is basically Cuthbert Ingle and Fleming and Fleming and you could possibly fit you could probably soon on a couple of players and that's it yeah it's a we are light, very lighted. Uh, we need to get some strength and more depth in there. And whoever is saying that we should finish with the signings now, the women's, you are stupid. In, in, I'm saying that because you've got to be sensible here. We, if you want us to start competing again, we need to start strength that midfield because otherwise we're going to be dominated in that midfield. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I mean, I, I understand where people are coming from in terms of we've made some good signings and obviously we'd ch- in, in women's football, you, you don't go out and make five, six, seven signings in one summer. Um, but I do think we, it's not even like we need to make loads. We just need to make one more, really, um, just to get a, one person in there. For me, just bring Orbit off in and that's that's dream come true. Um, but We'll see. I mean, I think the only problem with Chelsea at the moment is it doesn't seem like there's any good defensive midfielders available uh, within Europe itself. Um, Obviously, there's been some options from Man City that have gone elsewhere already, um, but there doesn't seem to be anyone else that looks like they're moving on just as yet. So I think Chelsea may have to look a bit further out to see who we can get. But 
we'll have to wait and see. I'm, you know, at least we've got the rest of the summer to deal with it um, and get them in uh, before the window shuts. Um, before we obviously move on to transfers, obviously we've got two awards that we need to give out each, um, which is the Player of the Year and the Young Player of the Year. Um, Wayne, I'll start with you. Who is your Player of the Year? Obviously, we did speak about this a couple of pods back of our potential lists. Um, has yours changed at all um, compared to last time? And who who would it be this time? I was trying to fight against giving this vote out to this person because I thought it's an obvious choice, but there's no one else I can give it to. And it's Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr is my player of the, player of the season. She's brilliant what she's done. And I think that goal just sealed it for me, the way she scored it and the way she won the, the league. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's tough. I mean, I actually, thinking back to who I voted for on the Chelsea Player of the Season um, voting scheme, I actually voted Gura Wrighton. Bit of a bias there for me. Um, but I do think she is close second. But just thinking about it, you, the amount Sam Kerr's done this season, how she's dragged this team over the line, I just, it would be it would be silly not to give it to her. Um, so I think we can very quickly shut that debate down as Sam Kerr Player of the Year. Congratulations. Um, no need to say it. She's the best striker in the WSL, not Miedemar. Sam Kerr, uh, best mm. striker. There you go. Sorry, Idavel. Uh Don't want to burst your bubbles even more, but there you go. Um, obviously, Young Player of the Year. Obviously, we don't have lots and lots of young players. Um compared to a lot of our players are in over the age. So I have all normally young player is normally 23 and under, but I have pushed this up to 24 and under because otherwise there wouldn't be too many people to choose from uh, apart from players that have been here half a season or barely played. Um, so the players who do qualify for this, for the people in what listening now that want to pick their young players of the seasons, you have Jess Fleming, Jess Carter, uh, Aaron Cuthbert, Enik Nguyen, Alsu Abdelina, Lauren James, and Neem Charles. Um, Wayne, out of them, I will give you a little bit of time and you can almost nominate a couple and give reasons why. Who is your player, young player of the season? See, my thing's, it, oh, it is, for me, it's out of three. Um, but there's one that deserves a mention. Neil Child deserves a mention because she's had a good season. But unfortunately, there's players in this. I thought she had played better than her. I think Jessie Fleming's as well. She's had a really good season, a lot better than the first, proved massively. But the two, I'm finding it hard to choose from, but I know my answer is going to be one is Jess Carter. I think she's been absolutely smashing. Uh, uh, she's one of the first names on the team sheet for me all the time. Um, but the one that I'm going to give it to is Anne Cuthbert. She's, I'm a massive fan of her. I think you know that. And this year she's been brilliant. And you're talking about player this season. And she was up there for me as well because she was just been so good. Um, in different positions. But, yeah, for me, it's Evan Cuthbert. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was I was quite surprised when I looked down and saw she, she's only 23 because it seems like she's been here forever. Um, but she's st- and she did qualify originally for the young player. I, I just thought I'd, I, I'd have it, to increase it to 24 would include Fleming and Carter. So I thought that would make it a bit more of a an even an, a, a more of an, a battle for young player of the year because uh, otherwise it would have just been definitely Cuthbert's. Um for me, going through it, I think, yeah, as you said, Jesse Fleming, obviously she had a fantastic performance in uh, the Olympics um, and she really took that into the season. She's had some very good moments. Um, obviously, she hasn't played loads and loads of matches because when you've got Kirby Harder and Kerr in front of you, it's not easiest to get loads of game time. Um, and she has had to play it a bit deeper. She's had to play deeper to get game time, but she's done very well with it. And uh, she was kind of in my suggestions, the out, in my outer mind of giving it to her. Um, but she, she'll she really blossom on in the next couple of years. I'm happy to see that. Um, Jess Carter, um, the reason I wouldn't give it to Carter, I did think she was a little bit shaky at the beginning, but she, she really worked with her mistakes and really improved herself and I would actually if there was if I was to give an award for most improved player of the season I would give it to Jess Carter uh, with the way she changed her season around um, but just in terms of the fine margins of this award that's very start of the season kind of just knocks Carter out of it um, Enik Nguyen I think that was a good it's a good debut season for her I think when she's come in she's not really put a foot wrong um, in that mid Mid season, mid part of the season, where we had Ericsson injured for December, January, well January, February, and into March, um, it didn't seem like we missed her really when New and come in, which was nice to see. Um, I was surprised with how little we missed Ericsson, um, and it was good that New could come in and do that. Um, again, unfortunately, where you've got Millie Bright and Ericsson in the in the back three with Carter. There's not really many opportunities for you to get loads of game time, so that was more the unfortunate thing. I think Charles, again, I think she's had good moments, but I don't think she's played enough for me to consider her. And then Abdulina and James haven't played enough as well. Uh, wouldn't merit the award. Um, but I will agree with you in the end, and after that long-winded speech about going through all the names, I would give it to Cuthbert. I think she has been phenomenal. Um, her character... It's not even just the way she plays; it's the character, her overall feeling towards the club. She, she is proper. Che- I don't like to say the word proper Chelsea, but she is proper <laughs> Chelsea uh, in that way. Um, she got minerals. Huh? She got minerals. Oh, she does have the minerals. She does have the minerals indeed. Um, then Scottish minerals. Um, but yeah, she's been fantastic and almost like. Um, Sam Kerr, she's turned up in moments and really made made that made it hers. Um, and she's played in so many different positions as well and starred in all of them. And I think, yeah, she's just been fantastic. Um, and she's one of the best. She's obviously one of everyone's favourite because she's absolutely wonderful to have in the squad. So yeah, uh, I'm glad we both agreed on our options of player of the year young player of the year because i mean it's 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 nice to agree on stuff finally um in that respect 
Um, so that does end in terms of our um, player of the year, young player of the year options. Let us know uh, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you've got uh, come from. Um, what do you think of our options? And would you change anyone in? Would you put Carter in for young player of the year? Would you put Gurrieton in for player of the year or anyone else? Um, let us know what you think. We'd be happy to debate our options. Uh, or let us know if you agree with us, because I'm sure most of you will. Um, obviously, going into um, transfer window now, Wayne, um, and it's been a very quick start for Chelsea. Uh, we had a few options, a few players were linked for about a week, and it only took us a week to seal some of the deals, wasn't it? Um, obviously, the first player we've signed, uh, we'll go into now. Um, we signed French defender Yves Perisset from Bordeaux on a three-year deal. The 27-year-old joins after two years with the French side where she made 45 appearances. She's a five-time Coupe de France winner and she also won the Champions League of Lyon in 2016. Um, she said it's a fantastic honour to join Chelsea and to be the first French female player to become a blue. Um, the time was right for me to make this big move to London and join the English Super League. I'd rather to say her women's Super League rather than the English Super League because that just uh, that ESL makes me remind of the European Super League. I don't like that. Um, she said, I cannot wait to meet the team and fans later this summer at Kings Meadow and the famous Stamford Bridge. Um, what do you think? Um, obviously, she's played Leon uh, four years, moved to PSG for four years, and then joined. Um, Bordeaux for two seasons, 27 years old, Champions League pedigree, uh, European pedigree. Is this the kind of signing you want? She's experienced. Uh, she's able to play in different positions. So Emma, so Emma Hayes player. Uh, she prefers the right back, um, but she can play left and she can play in the centre mid as well. So she's a versatile player, and she, I think she will be good for experience as well in the in the side. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how she gets on. Yeah, I mean, in terms of that right side, she almost allows Cuthbert to move from wing back into that central mid role that she want that Cuthbert said has expressed that she likes and wants to play and most enjoys. So I suppose it does indirectly improve some of the depth in that work centre mid role to an extent um, but also gives a proper option at right wing back because we haven't really had one we've had obviously Marin Mjold has had this injury and she's taken time to come back from it and we don't know how well she'll come back from it so we do need someone on that right um, and then it also gives I suppose you won't play on the left too much because you do have Gura right in there um, and then I'll, I don't know, I assume Alsu Adelina is going to almost be that backup on that side. But it does give that competition should there be suspensions or injuries. So we really do have cover in all them defensive positions, don't we? Yeah. And um, I'm just glad that we've got some strength and depth now in, the, in Chelsea. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you expect her to start? straight away or do you think she like Emma Hayes players generally tend to do do you think she'll be eased into the squad naturally 
Um, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I think uh, should be eased in. I don't, can't see her being a prominent straight away from the start. Yeah, I mean she's she's got that. I suppose compared to other signings that we have signed recently, she has, does have that pedigree where she um, deserves to start. And again, as as we mentioned with the midfield roles um, being sparse and Cuthbert kind of having to fill that in a way at the moment, she do, it does it does kind of mean she's the only option unless you want to put Jess Carter there, which. Um, Obviously, with the other sign that we've made, that could be an option. Also, I think. Well, what it does is it gives Emma it gives Emma Hayes a lot of a lot of, a lot of options, and then it makes our lineup predictions even more of a headache next season. I mean, they were just about just as bad this season in terms of a headache. Now, I don't, are we even going to be able to predict them next year? I don't think we can, but I am so. No, you know this because we when I saw the signing. Could be happening. I mentioned I messaged you straight away, and now we've got her in. I am so happy, so looking forward to it. I can't say a name because I'm not very good at pronouncing names, but this is the signing I've been waiting for. Because she, uh, if we're playing this back three, her, me, Brighton, Ericsson, for me, that's just. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean, the next sign up we will talk about, this was the one that I was very excited. I mean, Eve was, Eve Perse was, when I, I, I didn't know about her straight away, arguably, because um, I don't get to watch a lot of women's French football, if I'm honest. Um, but when I looked into her, I was like, okay, she's a good option, but like, I'm not, it's not a, uh, it's not one that got me very gassed, but this next one, which we will speak about, uh, Kadisha Buchanan. Uh, this one got me excited because I know who she is. I know where she plays. I know what she's done. Uh, and it's going to, she's, well, she's going to come in and hold a shirt number that is particularly uh, historic in terms of other centre-backs that played for Chelsea before. Um, but yeah, uh this is the one that I'm very excited for. So we did also sign last week Kadisha Buchanan from uh, Olympic Lyonnais um, on a three and a half on a three-year deal until summer 2025. The centre back will be the first player to wear the famous number 26 shirt for Chelsea since Blues legend John Terry. Uh, Buchanan has spent the last five and a half years at Lyon, where she most recently won the Champions League against Barcelona, securing her fifth Champions League title. Uh, with the French side. Uh, the Canadian def- dev- uh, defender has an illustrious career to date, proven to be one of the Europe's best defenders around, with 130 appearances and nine goals to her name at Lyon, and a further eight domestic trophies secured, including the Coupe de France and the French League title uh, five times. Prior to France, she spent time uh, with West Virginia uh, in college football um, before moving to Europe. Um, she's won CONCAF in the under 17s for Canada. She's got silver gold medal. She's won Young Player Award uh, in the women's FA uh, w- women's World Cup as well. Um, she said 
uh, on her arrival to Chelsea, she said, I'm coming to Chelsea with the same ambition I've always had, win trophies and become the best in the world. The club has everything in order to do this for us, to compete in every competition, and it's time to bring a Champions League to London. I'm hoping that that's not bringing one of the Leon trophies over. I'm hoping that's actually bringing a new trophy over. Uh, but hopefully we'll see. Um, I'm hoping to bring my experience to the team and continue on the successful path pathway that the club has been on the past seasons. I can't wait to join my new teammates and coaching staff this year. Wayne, how excited are you for this signing? Mate, I'm buzzing. This is a signing I was waiting for for men or women's get that marquee sign in she is that oh it's just i'm you know i'm buzzing i've messaged you many times about it i think she's gonna be a big influence on jess carter i think she's gonna prove games around her i think oh no i'm just so happy and so looking forward to it so looking forward to it. i think i don't think the wsl realize how good this girl can be, and I can't wait to show her, her skills off in the in the in an upcoming season. Yeah, I mean she's a fantastic player, absolutely fantastic player. Um, winning pedigree. Um, this almost reminds me of like the women's Thiago Silva coming over French league, absolutely stormed it. Serial winner, serial leader. Uh, coming home and hopefully she'll bring a Champions League in her first season um, with the club. But yeah, she's exactly what we need. And what I like in both these signings is it's not it's not an Alcio Abdelino, it's not a Lauren James who are young players that might do well now, but they are for the future. They are for two or three years later. Whereas these players are for the here and now. They will improve us for the here and now. Um and will make us a team that that will be favourites because obviously as soon as we won the league we hadn't even touched the trophy and they were saying that Man City were favourites for next season which is typical uh, of them they like they like they like to always put Chelsea down uh, and make make us the underdogs as usual but I think I think we're ready for what is going to be a fantastic season um, Wayne. How excited are you for to try and not only bring the WSL home again, but really going for that Champions League? I am so looking forward to it. And I think this is like I've said this about men's on the face, about women's. This is just the beginning and I can't wait for the summer. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean, where obviously the men's, they are going through, we are going through a little bit of a rebuild in that aspect. The women's, this is where we can go and look and go. This is where we're going to get the success, the instant success, aren't we? Yeah, and we're going to prove it because we've got a, what, a winning squad. And I can't, yeah, um, can't wait. We can't wait, Matt. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that finishes it up for another wonderful pod. Obviously, one hour, 20 minutes. It's kind of where I expect it to go. It wasn't the two and a half hours like last season's season review for... Uh, Chelsea men's last season that was a a major uh, season review uh, but we've managed to snap this up nice and smooth for you guys so you only have an hour and 20 minutes uh, to listen to um, thank you guys for listening and first of all thank you Wayne for coming on as usual I appreciate it Matt like always and uh, 
can't wait to get into uh, the new signings for next season. Definitely, definitely. I can't. I absolutely can't wait for the Chelsea women's season. Um, guys, everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to us. Obviously, this is our kind of debut season for the women's. Um, we've kind of been a bit on and off of it, uh, trying to get people on. Wayne is nicely, gladly volunteered to be kind of the mainstay guest for us to come on. Um, so we'll make sure we will give you more consistent content throughout the summer and into next season um, on both the men's and the women's. Uh, we have got some exciting stuff regarding the brand of Worldwide Shelves and we will be bringing you some upgrades, some new guests um, and much, much more. So make sure you stay tuned. This summer is going to be very exciting for Worldwide Shelves uh, and me, Wayne and everyone else is very much up for it. Um, and we can't wait to bring you guys along the way. So, guys, as I usually say, make sure you smash the like button, smash the like button, and the review button on all platforms that you listen to, whether it's Spotify or Apple. Um, make sure you give us a rating uh, and tell us what we can improve on, especially for next season where we will be going and looking to improve the channel uh, 100%. Uh, make sure you click the download button because every download button uh, helps us out. Um, massively uh, thank you guys for tuning in for this season it's been a wonderful season for the Chelsea women's it's been a wonderful season for Chelsea in general um, so make sure you stay tuned to us for the summer this is Matt this is Wayne this is Worldwide Chelsea signing out for the final time of the women's season peace